At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. I can't believe I'm standing here in the middle of this frenzied concert with a crowd of crazy fans cheering for this Isaac guy, who I don't even care about. Hi. I'm Hazel, by the way. When I agreed with my friends to go on this road trip all the way to Carolina to attend a skydiving festival, well, this wasn't exactly what I was expecting. Yeah, that's them, Ivy and Zoe, the girls who tricked me into thinking this, their idol's concert, was the opening of the festival. There I was, eagerly awaiting some amazing aerial display or something, but instead, I was stuck in Fanville. Ugh! Why were they so loud? My hearing better not be permanently damaged from this. And as you can see, being the only calm one here, they placed me in charge of their fan cams. Worse still, why did I specifically order these custom matching hoodies for us all? It made me look like I was part of these groupies. Finally, this din was over. But I was stuck amongst the slow walking fans. And where were my friends? I couldn't even call them as my battery had died. Hmm. I'll just get a taxi back to our Airbnb rental, then contact them from there. I'm too exhausted anyway. Let's just get out of this place ASAP, forget about this chaotic night, as I'll be having a bird's eye view of the world at the actual Fall Fest tomorrow. And that's all that matters. Wow, this festival had everything going for it. From attentive service, amazing live music, and great food. It was so worth enduring that awful concert for. Everything was going great, until I saw Ivy's panicked face. Girls, it's our beloved Isaac. After the concert last night, he disappeared with a mysterious girl. Look at this hoodie. Does it seem familiar to you? Oh, my God. That's one of our custom-made group hoodies. Could it be? I could clearly see Zoe's suspicious gaze on me and Ivy. What's that look for? Are you suspecting me? Well, whatever. It wasn't me, that's for sure. Ivy, you took way too long to get back to the car last night. As for you, Hazel, you were unreachable for ages. Jeez, my battery died. I told you both this. And I have nothing to do with your precious idol. Besides, if any of us did run away with him, then we'd hardly be standing here, would we? Anyway, you two can stay here and doubt each other if you want, but I'm going skydiving. Then I stormed off. It's so frustrating that I've been dragged into this. My phone only died thanks to their stupid fan cams. That's enough. <sighs> Let's just forget about it. I won't let anything ruin this moment. Guys, look! I'm amongst the clouds! 10,000 feet above the ground and my breath is literally taken away. No matter how many times I've done this, it still feels just as thrilling as the first time. This adrenaline rush was crazy! Whoa, that was amazing! Thank goodness I managed to capture some spectacular footage of the beautiful city of Chester. Hang on. When I was close to landing, my camera spotted a familiar face. Zoe. Um, wasn't she meant to be preparing to fly? So why was she talking to someone in the parking lot? 
It was really weird. Looking closer, the strange man was... Isaac, the missing singer. I didn't see it wrong, did I? I immediately called Ivy and we quickly ran to the parking lot. Gotcha. You better have a good reason for this. Isaac, are you really... So, you're the one who ran away with him last night? Zoe couldn't say a word at that point and kept trying to avoid eye contact with us. But eventually, under the harsh questioning from Ivy, she found her voice and told us everything. So, last night, when we were separated in the after-concert chaos, Zoe was trying to find us when she accidentally bumped into a guy in disguise. Guess what? Yep, it was none other than Isaac McGuire in the flesh. She almost screamed out his name, so he immediately covered her mouth and dragged her away. Realizing that Isaac was being chased, Zoe then put her hood up to cover her face and followed him without a question. This hectic schedule was just too much. I can't even remember the last time I had proper time for myself anymore. I need a break. Ugh, and I didn't care. But Ivy sure looked like she was going to drop a tear for her poor idol any second now. Well, you see? It's an emergency. I couldn't help but give him a hand. Then we've already parted ways last night, but... But my manager has been able to track me down, so we had to run away ASAP. All I have with me is this phone, so I really need your help. And that's when we start to hear some whispers. Someone seemed to have recognized Isaac, so without delay, we immediately jumped into the car. But, huh? Who on earth was sitting next to me? Jeez, this girl's makeup was so flashy, and her perfume was so strong it made my throat lump up. Siren! You're Siren, aren't you? Oh, I adore your chemistry with Isaac in the movie. It's like you guys were born for each other. But, wait, are you two running away together? It turned out that the flamboyant girl was Siren, an emerging actress who was filming a movie with Isaac. Looking at the way she blushed while Isaac remained silent and didn't deny it, it was clear that they were a couple who took their romance off screen. Hmm, busy schedule? Exhausted? Nonsense. Obviously, he was just making excuses to spend time with his girlfriend. Oh my, you're even more beautiful in real life. Your face is a gift from heaven. OMG, Ivy needed to stop. Looking at Siren's smug face, she was clearly big-headed enough without any more flattery. But nope, Ivy continued gushing out a river of compliments at her. I mean, does she seriously like this actress that much? Um, your nose is so pretty from up close. Where'd you get your nose job? Hearing that, Siren immediately stopped smiling and covered her nose in annoyance, which almost made me burst out laughing. Chin shaving surgery, lip filler, nose job. How can she even act with such a stiff face? Sorry to bother everyone, but staying at a hotel is not a good idea right now. Can you guys help us find alternative accommodation? Yes, yes, yes. I volunteer to help you two. I watched in disgust as Ivy and Zoe frantically called and texted their acquaintances, but no one could help. Suddenly, Ivy turned to me and gave me her puppy dog eyes look. Hazel, you're our last hope. You must help us, please. Oh, not that again. Ivy knows I can't say no to her when she makes that pleading face. Okay, fine. Even though I didn't want to, 
I agreed to let them come to my family's suburban house for a few days. It'll only be a few days. I didn't want any of my family members to know I'd been there. Wow, I can't believe I hadn't been here in ten years! This place held some of my childhood's good memories, but also some not-so-good ones. Especially one haunting one. <sighs> um, why didn't you tell us that your family is loaded? It would be so nice to live in a huge mansion like this. But it seems like your family doesn't come here often. It's so cold and cheerless. Yeah, he's right. Ever since that day, this place was never a home to me anymore, but just a hollow house of gloom. I was still lost in my thoughts when a deafening sound of something breaking came from upstairs. We all rushed upstairs to see what all the noise was about and found Siren standing there in my parents' bedroom, a broken vase at her feet, and worse still, she was wearing my mom's dress. Take it off right now! Siren just shrugged, stepped over the broken vase pieces, then strutted across the room and even stopped to pose at the end. Poof! It's just an old dress. Why so serious? I was so furious that on her walk back, I tripped her up, causing her to fall flat on the floor. Isaac hurriedly helped her up, and she hid behind his back and did her whole crocodile tears act, saying I was picking on her. Oh, please. I'd had quite enough of this drama queen for one day, so I was about to lunge at her to teach her a lesson, but Isaac blocked me. Excuse, Siren. That was immature of her, but I suggest you should calm down first. That's right, Hazel. The two of them didn't bring any personal belongings. Anyway, Siren was just a bit careless. You'd better watch your girlfriend closely. Change your clothes. Never touch my mom's stuff again. Got it? Now I'll arrange the rooms for all of us. Well, there were only two usable bedrooms here, since most of them were dusty and unfurnished. So I took the couch and gave one room to my friends, and the other room to the loving couple. But as Siren gave a satisfied look and took Isaac's hand to lead him to their room, he just shook her away and said I could have the bed, and he'd take the couch. No, the couch is mine! I didn't want to share a bed with her! But Isaac ignored my protests and plopped down onto the couch to claim it. Zoe and Ivy quickly scurried upstairs. They caused this mess, yet it's clear neither of them was bold enough to share a room with Siren. What a bunch of annoying, obnoxious celebs. Anyway, I was exhausted. It was time for me to hit the sack. That girl better not snore. Siren started playing some dumb white noises, then instantly fell asleep. Me, on the other hand, even after turning off that weird lullaby of hers, I kept on tossing and turning. Ugh! It was no use. Sleep wasn't happening. So I left the room to get some air. I was about to go downstairs to get some water when I heard a piano playing. Oh, heart and soul. It had been so long since I'd heard these beautiful melodies. The music carried me to a room where the silhouettes of a man passionately playing the piano came into sight. Oh, memories... I loved nothing more than sitting next to my dad and playing happy songs with him. But then, everything fell apart. And I hadn't touched the piano since, well... Until today, I sat down next to him and let my fingers glide over the keys. 
I was immersed in the harmonious melodies of the music and let the notes take me back to the past, until a scream snapped me out of it. What on earth are you two doing? Oh, it's been more than a year, and this place is still exactly the same, I thought to myself. Suddenly, I noticed a man walking in front of me. He looked so familiar. Could it be... him? Alex! I rushed after him and grabbed his arm. He's so gonna catch these hands. But as he turned around... Oops. I realized it wasn't Alex, but a total stranger. Martin Henderson? I was so embarrassed that I couldn't even look him in the eyes. Sorry, I murmured as I ran towards the elevator. This must be fate. We meet again. I was standing outside the building when I heard a voice. I turned around and there he was, the guy I met this morning. Hi, I'm Martin, he said and reached out to shake my hand. Before I could react, I heard someone calling me. It was Tom, my best friend from Vietnam. I had a lunch date with him, but I'd almost forgotten. Oh, I'm Lindsay. Great seeing you. Then I quickly said bye to Martin and rushed over to Tom. Lindsay, how's your new job going, and who is that guy back there? I felt so sad as he asked me this. Um, I don't actually know him. He just looks so much like someone from my past. Tom rolled his eyes. Someone from your past? Oh, come on. Don't tell me it was that pathetic boyfriend of yours who abandoned you in Vietnam. Well, what could I say? Despite what Alex did to me after all this time, I still couldn't get him out of my head. Tom could clearly sense that as he said, Honestly, Lindsay, you need to get over him. He was a total jerk. Suddenly, all of the memories of our time together came flooding back. A year ago, Alex and I had gone on an adventure to Vietnam together. We'd been planning it for ages, and it would be a long one, since we wanted to explore the country as much as possible. At first, everything was going to plan, but then, one morning, a stupid argument led us to a big fight that got Alex so angry that he up and left. I thought he just needed to blow off some steam and then he'd be back, so I just carried on with the trip on my own in the meantime. But days quickly passed, and there was no sign of him. And ever since then, I haven't seen or heard from him. It's like he just disappeared into thin air. Anyway, I had to pay for everything on the trip by myself, including stuff that we reserved for two. So I quickly ran low on cash. And what's left in my bank account couldn't afford me a trip back home either. So I asked my mom if I could borrow some. And that's when she told me what had happened. My family was in huge trouble due to some food scandal at their restaurant. The case was really serious, and they'd gone totally bankrupt. So my mom just told me to stay put in Vietnam for a bit, until things had calmed down. Well, that's how I ended up being stuck in Vietnam for a whole year and the rest is history. I turned to Tom and smiled. He'd been so good to me. Tom, thank you for helping me find a job back then. You're a lifesaver. Tom grinned and said, No, 
I should thank you. Actually, you're the reason why I strive to be here in the U.S. getting my master's degree. And you know what? Um, I still want to be the one by your side. Always. Jeez, it was a bit awkward. I didn't know what to do but force a polite smile. Yeah, I could tell he had some sort of feelings for me, but I only considered him as a best friend. And look, at the moment, I had enough on my plate already. So here I am now, at the company that used to belong to my family to help my parents solve this scandal with the restaurant. I know the claims aren't true, and I'm determined to help them figure it out so they can get their business back. Until then, I have to deal with working under the new CEO, Mr. Garcia. Well, well, hello, precious princess of the steward family. Oh, Mr. Garcia, it's been a long time not seeing those greedy eyes. What an honor for us to have the daughter of the former CEO as an employee. <laughs> I forgot to mention, but guess what? That rude man just happens to be Alex's uncle. So yeah, that's been fun. And there's something I just can't get out of my head. Alex's disappearance happened at the exact same time as my family's business collapsed. Coincidence or... I get to the bottom of it, though. Ever since then, I put a lot of effort into my work, hoping to find some clues. But Mr. Garcia just never fails to give me endless trouble. Luckily... Martin was by my side. Yep, that's right. That guy I'd bumped into on my first day of work. He'd been so supportive, even bringing me dinner when I work overtime. I mean, how sweet. And the more time I spent with him, the happier I became. There was just something so familiar about him. Tom, however, wasn't happy about this. He'd applied to be an intern at our company, but he worked in the files control department. Tom was so rude to Martin every time they bumped into each other, and it made me feel so uncomfortable. One time, Martin had offered me a lift home, and Tom forced me to go with him instead, saying it would be safer. He was being so immature. But I didn't have time to focus on that, because there were bigger things at stake. One day, I found out there was a clue that could lead me to the truth, a top-secret document that was kept in the files control department. It contained all the business activities from before my family went bankrupt, and also the deals of how Mr. Garcia went about taking over the company. I needed to get to this document. However, there was just one problem. The only person who could access the computer where this document was stored were members of Alex's family. Big problem, right? Anyway, one night, Tom and I were out to dinner, and he was acting really weird. Suddenly, he said, Lindsay, you should stay away from Martin. There's something shady about him. This annoyed me. Tom, I don't get it. What's your problem with him? Please listen to me first. Then, he told me what he'd seen. One night, he'd gone back to work as he'd forgotten his phone, and he happened to see Martin trying to access top-secret documents. Request access, Martin had said. Kindly provide the access code. The server responded. Alexi Joseph Garcia, he said confidently. And then the iris scanner started working. Welcome, Mr. Garcia. Access granted. Tom had watched all of this from behind the door quietly. 
and with just a few clicks, Martin had successfully accessed all the top-secret files without a problem. Then he'd quickly left through the back entrance. I couldn't believe it! If it was only the Garcia family who had access, how had Martin done this? And how did he know Alex's full name? Well, I needed to pay more attention to this guy. At least he'd gotten the file anyway. That was good enough for me. I had to get it from him. A few days later, I pretended my laptop was broken and asked if I could borrow his to send a few emails. I quickly checked his files, but couldn't find anything. Where could he be keeping them? Then one day, I saw him slip a USB drive into his bag. Well, that's suspicious. Maybe that was what I needed. That afternoon, I asked him out for coffee, and then I decided to drop my phone so that I could find a way to reach into his bag and get the USB. Unfortunately, it didn't go to plan. I ended up knocking over my coffee cup, and it went all over Martin's sleeve. He always wore long sleeves, even on roasting hot days. But of course, the coffee had gone everywhere, so he quickly pulled up his sleeve. And that's when I saw it. A scar running up his arm. I gasped. How did you get this scar? It looks exactly like my ex's. Alex had the same scar. Before I could say anything more, Martin snapped and said, What scar? Then he quickly pulled his sleeve down. Don't lie to me, Martin. I saw it. And I know there's something sketchy about you. Why did you access the server room at 10 p.m.? And how did you know Alex's full name? Tell me who you are. I knew there was something familiar about you. Just tell me the truth. Yes, it's me. Alex. He spoke hesitantly, then asked me to calm down, but I couldn't stand it. My heart stopped for a few beats. How could you do this? I screamed. Did you and your uncle plan this all along? Lindsay, let me explain. I got plastic surgery, but it's not what you think. I'm on your side. I want to overthrow my uncle and get the company back for your family. Please believe me. Then Martin, or should I say Alex, told me the whole story. It turns out Mr. Garcia planned the whole thing to sabotage my family's business, and he took advantage of Alex to help do this. He, Mr. Garcia, even made up a story that there had been a feud between our two families, and that my dad had tried to bankrupt Alex's family, which pushed his parents to the brink of desperation. Of course, this made Alex angry, as he was protective of his family, and it nurtured in him a strong craving for revenge. But after helping his uncle take over my family's business, he discovered not only that Mr. Garcia wasn't his uncle, but that he, Alex, was also an orphan. Apparently, Mr. Garcia didn't have any biological relation to Alex, nor did he know anything about Alex's late parents. That spiteful man just manipulated people in any way to his advantage. Alex was disgusted that he'd been used and lied to like this, so he set out to get revenge on his so-called uncle by changing his identity and bringing everything to light to give justice to my family. He then showed me everything he got from the secret files. All the dirty tricks Mr. Garcia had used to sabotage and take over the company. 
He'd even been leading the company down a dark path through lots of illegal antics. But then Alex told me that before becoming Martin, he'd bought a number of shares. And now he would transfer them to me, so I could take back my family's company. I couldn't believe it. I immediately showed all the evidence to the board of directors. And right away, everything was resolved. Finally, Mr. Garcia was not only kicked out of the company, but he was also sent to prison for his unethical business practices. And it was all thanks to Alex. The person I'd held a grudge against the most had been the one to help me get back all that was lost. As for Alex and I, well, it's clear we still have feelings for each other. But after everything we've been through, I think it's best if we give it some time before we jump back into a relationship. Plus, Tom admitted he likes me, which of course was obvious, but I don't want to upset him. Only time will tell if Alex and I are meant to be. Hey, Dan, how about we go to that Japanese restaurant I want to try? Um, but my mom's expecting me home for dinner, Dan awkwardly replied. Again? I rose an eyebrow. Predictably, his next move was taking out his phone and calling Mommy Dearest. Mom says eating out is very expensive. It's your idea, so you're paying, okay? Excuse me? Did I mishear him? Unbelievable. So, through gritted teeth, I said, Forget it. I'm going home. Then I left him standing there with a stupid look on his face. Yep, that idiot was my boyfriend, Dan. He's in his 20s, but every conversation is still... My mom this and my mom that. It's so exhausting. At first, I thought I'd found a manly, impeccable man to rely on. Instead, it just goes to show you, you can't judge a book by its cover, y'all. It all started with me coming back to the country, and it was hard finding my feet here again. Also, I hadn't had a boyfriend for, let's say, a long time. I wasn't that desperate, but my auntie insisted on matchmaking me with this cute guy. I thought, why not? First impressions, Dan was fine. He'd just graduated from a prestigious college, and he seemed so gentle and kind. We spent a good time chit-chatting. So, yeah, after that we started dating. It was swell at first, but then the abnormal details about him began to surface. We arranged a date at mine once, The plan was to cook a meal together, then relax watching a movie. But as soon as he arrived, he walked straight over to the couch and started watching TV without any helpful intention. I dragged him into the kitchen, passed him a carrot and the peeler. He looked confused, then stuttered, Er, but I don't know how. I tried to show him, but despite explaining it in great detail, Dan still fumbled to peel one lousy carrot. Then, yep, You guessed it. At one point, he called his mom. Then he told me, My mom says the kitchen is a very dangerous place. I could cut or burn myself. We could go back to my place. My mom can do the cooking. I glared at his arms akimbo. Or or we can eat out, Dan mumbled. Only if it's on you, Claire. It's not my fault. I growled while shaking my head. Fine, then I'm not coming with you. Then I pushed him out and slammed the door shut behind him. What the hell just happened? Still, I told myself that maybe he was just scared, since he has never cooked before. One time we were in a clothes shop, 
and I spotted this shirt that I knew would suit him. It wasn't his usual style, but I insisted he tried it on, and ooh, he looked so good in it. Dan seemed to like it too, as he admired himself in the mirror, then said, It does look nice, but wait, can you please take a photo so I can send it to my mom? Well, she's the one who buys all my clothes, so... What? So now he needed approval from his mom before he bought anything? Jeez. Anyway, I took a couple of photos and he sent them to his mom. They exchanged messages. Then he turned to me and said, Okay, mom says you can buy me it. Me? My eyes widened. Yeah, mom says you chose it, so you should buy it for me. Wait, what? I literally froze for seconds. Speechless, I could only glare at him before I found the means to leave. Claire, what's wrong? Dan chased after me, but I ignored him. Okay, I admit that, after a few dates, it was easy to figure out he was a total mommy's boy. But I told myself that it was sweet he loved his mom so much, and I never expected it to be that extreme. After that, I used a silent treatment on him, but he wouldn't quit bugging me. Then, he told me he wanted to take me out to my favorite restaurant as a birthday treat. Ooh, this sounded great! Perhaps he'd realized something and wanted to make it up for me. We were holding hands and walking toward the restaurant when we passed by a shoe store, and in the window display were the perfect pair of boots. Well, I'm a girl, and it was my birthday. I pulled Dan's arm. Danny, look! I pointed at the boots. I want those. I grinned from ear to ear. Okay. Dan replied blandly. My smile faded. I mean, they'd make the best birthday present. Ugh, since when did a girl like me have to ask for a gift? Why? Dan shrugged. You like them, I don't. My face reddened with anger. But it's my birthday. Dan scratched his head and forced a smile. Sorry, babe. Last night I spent my allowance on some new games, so I'm broke now. I sneered, why don't you ask your mom? And he unexpectedly went mad. Hey, you're obviously the wealthier one. How come you keep asking me to buy you stuff? Enough! I stopped dead. I have never, ever dated anyone as awful as you before. You're a grown-ass man, so stop running to your mommy every time you forget how to turn the kettle on or stub your toe. And why on earth do you still get an allowance at your age? It's over. Then I turned to leave without letting him have the last word. So freaking unreal. Trust me, to arrive back in the country and end up straight into this bizarre mommy's boy circumstance. But yeah, at least I was finally free of him now. It's been a few weeks since then, but just the thought of Dan still made me so mad. Ugh, I needed to get out of here and live a little. So I called my close friend Philip and arranged to meet him and some of my trusted guy friends at a bar. Cheer up, little girl, he teased. I know what will put a smile on your face. Our gaming group found this hilarious player. All we have to do is throw a few compliments his way, and he buys us all new items. Then, whenever we go out partying after a victory, this noob also pays for it all. What an ego. I mocked, congrats, bros. Wish my ex-date was also that generous. Then I rolled my eyes. He never spent a cent. Well, at least not without asking his mom for permission first. Philip laughed with a surprise. 
Hey, this noob's the same. He brags that despite being broke, his mom came up with the idea of matching him with rich girls so he can be covered. Hold up. That didn't sound right. I had a real bad feeling about this. Then Philip pointed across the bar and said, Oh, speak of the devil, and patted my back. A chill ran down my spine as I took a deep inhale of breath and turned to see it was Dan. And oh, he had a new girlfriend already. I quickly made up some excuse and bailed before they saw me. That night, I couldn't stop thinking about Dan's new girlfriend. Whatever Dan and his mom were doing was no less than scamming. So, I arranged to meet up with Philip at a diner, and I confided in him about my history with Dan and how I was concerned about his new girlfriend. Philip offered to help and said he would try and find out more information. A few days later, he reported back with his findings. Turns out, Dan and his mom had learned the Claire lesson. So, this time with his new girlfriend, Lizzie, they were playing it differently. Dan, as his mom had ordered, took some sensitive photos of Lizzie, and now every time she refused to pay for something, he threatened to post them online. OMG! This made me feel so sick! This poor girl was trapped and were sucked dry of all her money. This was extortion, and I was going to put a stop to it. It didn't take long for me to find Lizzie online. I then dropped her a message saying I wanted to help, and we arranged to meet up in person. After hearing me say that I knew the truth, Lizzie burst into tears. I can't let those pictures get out, so I have to keep on being his girlfriend and pay for everything. She rubbed the tears off her cheeks. I had to borrow money, and now the interest means I'm in thousands of dollars worth of debt, and I still have no guts to speak out. Let's put an end to this. I slammed my fist on the table. Be brave, Lizzie. I've got your back. The day after Philip and I went with Lizzie to tell her parents, it was bad. Her mom started blubbering and tried to cover her face while her dad went furious. No one does this to my little girl and gets away with it. Philip replied, Too right. The bad guys are going down. We spent the rest of the day gathering evidence, including all of the threatening messages Dan had sent her and the receipts she'd kept from the extortionate purchases he'd forced her to make for him. That was when Lizzie received a message from Dan. There's this expensive restaurant I want to go to. Babe, take me there tonight or else. Love you, X. Lizzie replied that she agreed. Then knowing Dan was out, we went around to his house. We confronted Dan's mom as soon as she let us inside. She was frightened and eventually confessed that she didn't have a job and it was Dan's dad who provided for them. As a result, she spoiled Dan so badly that it annoyed his dad, so he left. Then she sadly blurted out, He didn't say a word to me. He just left Dan a note that said, Take care of yourself and your mom. I knew Dan would be miserable without his luxuries, so I told him to find a rich girlfriend to spoil him, and this time, she looked from me to Lizzie to make sure she would be too trapped to ever leave. There was a knock at the door. She looked at us awkwardly before she went to answer it. We followed her, and that was when we saw two cops arresting her. She bursted into tears as they took her away. I guess she thought she was a devoted mother who was doing right by her son, when, in truth, she went about it in totally the wrong way. She ended up going to jail, and her house was sold to pay off Lizzie's debts. As for Mommy's boy Dan, as an accomplice, he ended up doing community restitution. 
Hey, this would probably do him some good as he'd finally learn what a day's hard work actually felt like. Huh. Thankfully, Lizzie gradually got over this traumatizing event and was ready to start dating again. With Philip. Hmm. About me, well, I'm still single, but I don't feel lonely anymore, as I have awesome friends. Besides, this way I have no guys bumming money off me. Huh.